0: I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be here this morning. In the morning, first, well not morning, first service is talking about seeking the kingdom. I didn't finish. I'm going to build on that into another subject. Seeking the kingdom. Jesus said, Matthew. Let's go there. Matthew chapter six. I love the Bible. How many of us love the Scriptures? The Bible. Now, if you're going to read the Bible, you have to put on. A warfare mentality. Don't wake up every day and hoping to be inspired every day. If you read the Bible by inspiration, you will not read it most of the time. Most of the time when you wake up, you may not feel like reading the Bible. You need to read it and, and seek God's face. Not because you feel like, but because it's the right thing to do. It's called warfare mentality. When I, my, when I used to live my Christian life like, ah, I used to have a lot of problems. What kind of problems? Some days, some months, I'm on, on. some months, I'm off. I can tell you that once I understood those principles, I'm on all the time. I don't have any bad Mondays. You make your Monday good by force. Hello? So Matthew chapter 6, verse 31. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? You have to go back to 25, but listen to the tape of the first service. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? And what shall we drink? And what shall we wear? Why should I not worry about these things? The Bible tells us why Jesus said, "For after all these things, do the gentiles seek? Uh-uh. who is a gentile? Hidden. The Bible says in some translation, who is hidden? People that don't know God. What is proof that a man doesn't know God? When they are worried about what to eat, what to wear, their rent, as well as you say, ah, but he prays in tongues. You can pray in tongues and not know God. Ah, uh, he's a pastor. He has hundred thousand members. You can have hundred thousand members and not know God. There are principles for building church. It's even from the principles of knowing God. They are looking at me. The principles for building church, you say principles for building organizations. You think that everybody that built a bank knows God? There are principles for building church. Ah, there are principles. They may be godly, but there are still principles. Knowing God is being humble and yielded and willing to be vulnerable and having the grace and the ability to say, I'm sorry when you're wrong. And not making it younger. I said this in the earlier service that some, people, some marriages have broken up. Because one person will not say I'm sorry. Five years into it, before you know it, then in court. Just say I'm sorry. And you go back to the beginning and say, honey, I married because I love you. I'm sorry I did that. Some people will say, over their dead body. And the marriage crashes. It happens all the time, all over the world. I can't say with people that cannot say I'm sorry. They think so highly of themselves, they feel they can never be wrong. Look, you are not so smart that you never be wrong. There's nobody, no human being anywhere in the world that is so smart that they'll never make mistakes. Nothing like that. The best of men is still man at his best. The best of us is still us at our best. Now listen to this. We have all the weaknesses. He says, do not worry for saying, what shall I eat? What will I drink? What shall I wear? I don't know where you are in life today. They're yeah, thinking, what, where would I have my next meal? I remember 20-something years ago when I was getting married, I'm thinking like, this marriage. If I tell you my story of marriage, you will not believe it. My wife, for certain reasons, as a woman, certain reasons, just knew that this one, I think, is my husband. But that's what you keep to yourself. Myself, I'm praying, but I'm not praying. I don't want to marry. Why? Because I loved being single. And I didn't know how the institution would impact that singleness. I traveled the world preaching the gospel. And I'm thinking, this thing is a gift box. When you open it, you don't know what's inside. Can you marry somebody? Wake up in the morning and say, you can't go again. You must stay here. I don't know. So I was very cautious. It had nothing to do with my wife or with the institution. It had to do with me and my mindset. So even on my wedding day, I'm thinking, if there's a way of escape, but I knew enough of God to know that but this woman is important in my life. Because the way I prayed, I didn't, it's not about the face. People are looking for the most handsome person to marry. That's not what it's about. Eternity is more than that. It's not about a beautiful woman. After you marry somebody that is beautiful, do you admire her from morning tonight? night? It's irrelevant. If you marry a beautiful woman that is mean to you, the meanness will override the beauty. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So it's not about all that, it's if, if ultimately, it becomes about character, values, who the person really is. Look, I was talking to my wife the other day, I said, it was kind of an argument, but a slight one. She's saying that people dress up, and they dress up for, for themselves. I say it's true, it's not true. Nobody dresses up for themselves. Everybody dresses up for their neighbor. Yes, when you're choosing what to wear, you're saying, how will they see me? Not how will you see yourself. In this country, people dress up to oppress their neighbor. Uh -uh. People buy cars to oppress their neighbor. People behave to oppress. Uh -uh. Be be honest with yourself. What you're wearing this morning, is it for you? It's not for you. It's for people seeing you. You decide what you want them to perceive. That's the truth. That's the truth. But here's where I'm going. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything, but pray." about everything. And don't forget to say thank you to God. Why does God not want us to worry? The reason is simple. By worrying, you change nothing. Worry means you don't believe in God. Yeah, look, I'm going to go into my second message because most of the time in life, we're thinking, I have problems. Others will not have problems. That family is working. My own family is not working. That's a deception. If you know what it costs the other family to work, you know you're not paying enough price. When you see husband and wife laughing together, one person, most of the time, is doing something for that laughter. I don't know if I'm communicating. Yes, not both of them. One person is doing something. One person is deciding to be a fool. Is deciding to pay the price. And people are thinking eh, that if you know the woman married, the problem is this woman. It's not true. Your wife is superior to the other wife. It's just that you don't know how to marry your wife. Somebody said, what about women? We may have their own issues. That's what we're discussing. We're discussing men. Praise God. You should worry about nothing. Listen to me, please. Listen, listen, listen. Don't worry about anything. Trust God. Take time to know God. Take time to know him. Take time to know that God is absolutely, totally committed to taking care of you. Some people don't believe that. Do you believe that God is in charge of your life? Don't worry about anything. Why? God is in charge. You take care of yourself. Do I need to do nothing? No. You should be proactive in knowing God. Take time to know God. My friend, everybody that wants to know God will have to pay the price in knowing God. What's the price? You will invest time to know God. You will invest your time. Whether you're converting traffic time, I do not worry about traffic anywhere in the world, my friend. I have so much to do in a day. You can't catch me bored. You put me in traffic, I have, I have books, I have my phone, I have stuff to do. I have, I, my life is full of books, materials, how can you be in traffic? and be looking at people to your left, to your right, you're wasting your life. Do you not know that God created time on earth to create life? Therefore, time is life. What you do with time is what you've done with your life. If you're killing time, you're committing suicide, you're killing yourself. You don't know that. You can't waste time. No, 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 no. People say, people say all kinds of things. Let me say a few things. One of the reasons people are struggling with time is because they have never discovered purpose where they were born. It's a totally different subject, but here's what I guarantee you. The day you know where you're born, you will never be bored for the rest of your life. You'll be busy. You'll not oversleep. Anybody that can sleep and wake up and tired, I've been there many times, you have not discovered purpose. When you discover purpose, you have a tingling sensation on your body that won't let you oversleep. Trump doesn't sleep for more than a few hours. I don't know how godly he is, but I can guarantee you he's living out the reason he was created. When I see him, the way he walks... You can be. Tar- you, can- you don't need to walk to. You don't need to be a prophet You know this one is living our purpose. Whether it's right or wrong, that's what I'm discussing. Not morality. When you discover the reason why you're born, it's a totally different ball, ball game. You will not be able to oversleep. You be- you start your day excited, end your day excited. Most- the reason most people are struggling, they start school to make money. God never called them to start any school. So they're just making money. If you take the money out, their joy has flown out the window. They are are just doing money. They are not doing purpose. That's That's why they are having transferred aggression. Some people are doctors because they know biology and chemistry. No, God never called them to be a doctor. How can you say that? I can say it again. They're not called. How do you know? Any man, anywhere in the world that refuses to heal somebody because they don't have money to pay the bills was never called to be a doctor. Can I prove it to you? Let me tell you why, so you don't confuse, because I'm saying too many things, I want to stay focused. What you're called to do with your life are those few things, or that particular thing that you would do, even if money was not involved. Anything you do for money is a form of corruption. Your real calling. Do you think that Kanu Moko played soccer because they paid him? Long before he was paid, he played soccer. It's in him. Anything you're doing for pay is corruption. The reason you are created, most people in life, their hobby is their real calling. What you're called to do? One of the food eateries, they found her. She's a a chartered accountant. She had a vision of herself. She was wearing a sketch suit, going to work, working with her high youth. God opened her eyes and said, Those pots and utensils you are leaving behind you, that's your calling. Leave accounting, go and be cooking food. That's what I called you to do with your life. But let me leave that. Let me pack it to one side. Let me come back here because of time. I have to be focused. Therefore, he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And this, all of these other things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And all these other things. Can I say this to you? What they call other things is what most people live and die for. And he said, he'll be added to you. Why should I not seek other things? Because your father knows what things you have need of. He don't need to go to God and be praying about accommodation. He knows you need it. You can mention it to him. My children need to go to school. He knows. You can't convince him. Hey, you can't waste all your life. Seek first the kingdom of God. What does it mean? It means to make God the number one priority of your life. The very reason you live. To make God the very essence of your life. To make God the center of your being. Everybody has a center. What drives them? Only God should drive us. Jesus said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work." My food, my nutrition, my kick in life. The reason I breathe every day. The reason I live is to do the will of God. The will of God. The reason I was born is to do the will of God. What I'm doing now is what I'm called to do. I studied one I have not practiced for one split second. It was not a calling. It was a study. I went to school, chemistry, mathematics. We did it all together. You have to find your place in life. There is a level of joy you will never know except you find the will of God, which is not difficult to find. Why is it not difficult to find the will of God for your life? Because the will of God for your life is the very reason you were born. The reason you're born is not far. When you cannot see, the whole world can see it. That's why people give you names and label you when you can't see yourself. The reason you were born, not the reason you're going to be born, you are who you are because you are who you are. It's not difficult. It's just that most people don't have the confidence. Most parents are confused about medicine, engineering, lawyer. That's what is confusing them. They don't know some people are called to drive cars. People are thinking being a driver is a, is a lowly calling. I have a driver, the same driver, for 17 years. 17 years. I don't pay him more. He doesn't earn more money. It's not about salary. It's about calling. I went with him with Ekiti one morning. I flew him from the U.S., landed by 12 midnight. Next morning, 5 p.m. we're on the road. We go to Ekiti. I finished doing my work. He came to me. He said, I'm the happiest man on earth. Driving you is what I'm called to do in this season of my life. The joy he gives me, nothing can give it to me. 17 years, same man people that are single borrow money from him and they earn more than him, and he's a married man. It's not about money. When you're content, people think it's a lowly thing, and they forget that the president of America is driven by a man called a driver. People think that Babbin is a lowly calling, and you forget that in the White House they have babas who pay university fees from Babbin. It's what you make out of your colony, it becomes not what it is. It's what you make out of your colony becomes. If you like, you can sew shoes. Church's shoes from England goes through 150 processes before they produce one shoe. Why? Because the people that make the shoe, they are dedicated to shoemaking. They are not just shoemakers. So here's where I'm going with this. Why is it, what is it that pushes many people back from fulfilling destiny? The Bible says, Proverbs 24, verse 10, If I faint... In the day of adversity, my strength is small. The day of adversity. If I faint in the day of adversity, my strength is small. Let me say something to you. Let me give you a spot. God never measures adversity. He only measures strength, your strength. Read the Bible again. If I faint in the day of adversity, what is small? Small means measure. God never measures adversity. You know why? It doesn't grow. If you keep on growing, a day will come there is nothing that is a problem to you in this life. If you keep on growing. You see, what looks big today is only big because of your size of strength. If you commit to growth, a day will come that there is nothing, nothing that will face you. So, if I faint in the day of adversity... My strength is small. How do you understand this? It means that if you fail jam, jam is not tough. You didn't prepare. That's all. Just attend some lessons. You know how I know this? When I took jam, 1985, how many years ago? There were friends, colleagues who didn't make the cutoff mark that first year. Do you know that they are consultant physicians today? They own their own hospitals. One of them did it two times. He passed on the thought. I thought it he was young once. He said, I did it one 86, I got in 87. I didn't even know that. That man owns three hospitals in America. Why? Jump is too small. He has overcome jump years ago. Moved on with his life. My friend, what is the challenge with adversity? Let me tell you this. Do you know what happens? The Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this. If you don't know this, that's a problem. Count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. Now, the word adversity, adversary, from the Latin word adverses, contrary, some simply means opposition, something that is contrary or against. In this life, the only way to go forward is to go against what is against you. When you sketch around the challenges of life, you prolong your future. When you are running away from problems, I went to university. I was talking to my good friend, our resident pastor, of I went to IFE. I spent an extra year in IFE. Not for lack of intellect. No, 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 no. All I remember going through primary school. Not one day in class did I sit in class and they're teaching something that was confused. I remember secondary school, mathematics. People said, Ah, did you know it before? No. God creates us with acumen. I stood the first day in ad mass adm- adm- class. I followed the teacher, just like that. I said, yes, yes, yes. People said, ah, did you study at Mass during holiday? I said, no. It's just we are made. We are wired for different things. So it's not a lack of intellect. What was my problem? Adversity. The professors will come to class. Pastor you knows this. they say, A for me. B plus for my wife. If you work hard, C. They are just boasting. I took it. I took it to heart. I didn't know this we were men, men trying to harass students. We did math. We did sciences. White House. They will harass you. I didn't know how to deal with adversity. I'll go back. I'll go and lie on my bed. Even though I'd become a born again Christian, and I'll be thinking about those things they said. Those things will put fear in you. The fear will paralyze you. I have remembered days in my life. I woke up in the morning. I, I, I pretended the day has not come. I closed my eyes and I prayed that the, the night will extend. I didn't have what it took to face the day. There were years in my life. Sometimes I go to my mother. We we'll start a prayer point. I say, Pray for me. Pray this, pray that, pray that. Ask her the last time I came for a prayer point. Not because I'm perfect, but I've learned to handle adversity. Adversity is not prayer point, it's doing point. Are, you know, when you're in trouble in this life, follow me. I'm almost done. When you're in trouble in this life, don't call a prayer meeting. Tell God that this problem, I will not let it go until I've gotten all the Jews inside this problem. You didn't hear me very well. Let me give you an example. You are owing your land on rent. Your problem is not to get money to pay rent. You need to be delivered from money. You need to know how to become financially. Your prayer point should be, I want to live in my house. Don't be focused on landlord. Landlord is just collecting money from you. You don't need to be saying, God, give me next rent. If you pay the rent, you are going to pay till you die. That's not what you need. It means that there's something about money you don't know. You need to be living in your house. You are living in another mans house. That's the problem you're having. So the prayer point is not next rent. The prayer point is financial independence. So don't be calling prayer meeting. I'm with my landlord. Pray for me that he will forget the rent. You are a thief. Don't try it. Don't do it in this church. Pastor Femi, don't let them all. Pray for me, that my landlord will not be able to see me. You a thief. You want the landlord to become blind because of one million. One million, he become blind. is a lie. He should see you very, very well. He too needs the money. I have a landlord. He tells me, when you pay me, I pay my children's school fees in Canada. He converts it to dollars. I know that. I cannot be holding his own money. And the children will jump from school. That's wickedness. Hello? Hello? But do, how do you deal with adversity? Or oh, you have a trouble, troublesome boss. I was, when, I, when I was in Ife, in I used to do IT, and I had a boss. She's a woman. She trained in England, very tall, very good looking. She was my friend and my boss. But she used to drink Dubonnet and pretend to us, as if it was Coke, but we know the truth. Uh-uh. We're working for her now. She's a few you know, years older than me. So she'll be shaking, her eyes will be red. And the way she'll be talking, you know that this king, nobody can drink coke and talk like this. And people used to fear her. Do you know what I used to do then? When I go to work, follow me. I'll pray God. I bind her mouth. She will not harass me today. And she will not harass me, but that's not the solution. God, she will look at me. She'll look at how tall you are, how handsome you are, and you're afraid of me. That's what she'll be telling me. You're afraid of me. A man. You say you're a man. You're afraid of me. Me, a woman. God wanted to use her to drive fear from me that's why he sent me to her. that's why she sent her into my life most people cannot interpret god because you have to seek god to know god to know why things are in your life everything is for a purpose even the horse was created for the day of adversity the horse is the only animal that runs towards the sound of battle. All other animals run away from the clinging sound of battle. The horse was created for the day of battle. Even Pharaoh was created to demonstrate the greatness of God. God had in his heart. There is a purpose for everything. Adversity. The purpose of adversity is to cause you to grow in life. God will allow problems in your life. God will create problems. Some people don't believe that theology. So that God will allow problems in their life to be able to cause them to grow. Why do marriages fail? Somebody having a problem with their spouse, they can't communicate effectively. They think the only solution is to to divorce the person, fire the person. It's not true. It's 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 an opportunity to grow. You think your your husband is a difficult man? If he's so difficult, why does he have all these people around him? That like him. Yeah, the one that doesn't have know how you don't have the skill it takes to work with your husband. What you need is advanced skill. I used to have problem with my wife too, thinking that she's a problem. Many things. When I was first newly married, I'll travel. Maybe I'll be talking to family members. I'll tell them I'm coming back. My wife will call me. You yeah, are coming back. People are telling me when you're coming back instead of me telling them. I say, ah, what's the problem with that? We are just having a conversation. I said I'm coming back on 17th, and the person took note of 17th. <laughs> He said, how can they be telling me when you're coming back? I said, "Uh uh-uh. Why is that a problem? But I learned that it's a problem because it's your wife. She should tell them when you're coming back. Yes. So instead of fighting over that, I learned how to say, honey, I'm coming back. When I land in Nigeria, before I call anybody, I call her. Because it can be a big deal. Who you call? I call her first. I say, I have landed. And every day of my life, I find a way. To show my spouse that I love her. I love her. It could be waking up in the morning every day. Why? I learned that. How, what does it mean to love? Love is not emotion. It may have emotions. Love is not a feeling. It may have feelings. Love is seeking the highest good of your partner at your own price. Your cost. <laughs> Going out of your way to demonstrate to your spouse that you really care. It will cost you something. Let me tell you something. When I travel, I like to be like most men. Most men I meet at the airport, they are just carrying one briefcase. Working, I don't know, what's the word? Is it psychedelic? When we're in different, they used to use that word a lot. But what's the name of that word? They used to use it in UNTH. When we're, UCTH, when we're doing mass 101. Psychedel- psychedelic or something. You know, when, when, you know, men, they, they, men eh? men with their ego, they just be walking like this. Hmm? Business class. Briefcase. But they have a woman in London who needs crayfish. They will not carry it do you know why they will not carry it they say you can buy crayfish but they are the one that chop the soup when they cook them. let me tell you i have not been able to travel with dignity because my suitcase is full of things my wife needs that by the time they finish harassing me i've lost my crew i'm just saying these people are wicked though they're wicked though but the joy it causes when i land i cannot give it up for anything in the world i will not give it up both my children, my wife, they will be shouting, Rabina, Rabina. I said, I brought it in Jesus' mighty name. I don't have time for acting cool. I want to make my wife happy at a price painful to me. My hand luggage, full. What is there? Ekba. What else will be there? Gary? Everything. I don't look dignified, but when I get home, I'm very dignified. Oh, yes. And I will keep on doing it. Why? Because that's what it means to love. You go out of your way. But let's come back. If I faint in the day of adversity, I had a lot of problems growing up. My mother is here. I was born three months to the end of the Nigerian Civil War. What I think happened to me is that the Ibos lost that war. A A lot of people died. There was fear when I was born. That fear entered me and became passive fear. All my life, I was cautious. I played soccer for my school. If you play soccer, people that play soccer know, if you want to score goal, you go to the 18. I will be running towards the wing. I say, let us lobby the ball into the 18. I don't want them to break my leg. It's fear. I drove, had one small accident. For the next 10 years, I didn't touch a car until I was 27. God spoke to me one day and said, if you don't learn to drive now, you're a handicapped man. A man that cannot drive is handicapped. They leave a car with you. you sleep looking for a boss. something's wrong with you. Better drive. Fear. What did I do? Listen to this, Very powerful. My time is limited, very, very powerful. All of us, we are what we think. You're your mindset. All the problems I had when I was getting married, I was cautious because I didn't realize that two are better than one, that God is giving you a spouse, not because you're ready but because he knows I need it. When you're single, you're traveling and preaching, every woman you meet potentially can be your wife. That's very distracting. You need to have a wife. I know that you're not looking for one. You have one at home. So just just walk on a straight line. Straight, straight, straight. Don't be looking to the left or to the right. Just straight. You have a wife at home, straight. Because men like to go like this, go like this. They be driving all over Lagos, following one woman. All over. They don't know how. Just be following her. That's how men are. So, you have to train yourself to be disciplined. But here's the point. What changed in me? Mindset. Mindset. In the New Living Translation, the Bible says, Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Once I understood that having a wife at home is God giving me a second opinion at home at no cost before I leave. Most people, most men, they are fighting with their wife. Don't the fight to convince their wife to think like them. Ah, uh-uh, this is the way my wife, my mother, cooks rice. It's like this. It's not true. That's the way her mother cooks. Let her cook the way her mother cook. Two types of jollof rice. Chop this, chop this. It's okay. Don't fight over that. Change your mindset. Once my mindset was transformed, everything changed. Poverty is a mindset. Poverty is a mindset. How can you say that? I can prove it to you. If I gave you a million dollars, you don't become a millionaire. You are still who you are. In fact, because you are so poor mentally, you will be spending the money. Because you have no product, you'll be buying other people's product until the money is finished. But a real millionaire knows that nobody becomes rich without their own product. When you go to market to buy something, you have to say, what did I leave in the market for people to buy? If you have nothing to sell, you can never be wealthy. Never. If you have nothing to exchange your life for, every day that passes by, when you spend your time, you've exchanged it for something. If you can't see it, if it's not tangible, it's not measurable. At the end of time, you have nothing to offer. That's why I have to write books. I have to have things that, long after I'm gone, it shows that I lived. It's the same for all men. So my mindset. So I said, when he said, when he said, when you faint. In the day of adversity. What? Your strength is small. So what do you do? You build your strength in the day of peace. How do you build your strength? Take time to know God. For those that know God, they shall be what? Strong. What does it mean to know God? It means to have the knowledge of God to know that the problems you are facing are not to mire you, they are to make you. When you have a challenge in life, it's not to destroy you. No, it's to bring the best out of you. How do you know that? The Bible says that they became valiant in battle. Out of weakness, they were made strong. You know what that means? That is, they were not strong. David was not strong before Goliath. It's Goliath that made David strong. They became valiant in battle. Out of weakness, they were made strong. It's the things you go through in life that make you who you are. Don't avoid it. Run towards your battles. Celebrate your battles. Celebrate your problems. Wear your problems like a badge of honor. Because your problems will truly make you great. This church has gone through a crisis in the last two years. I never knew about it. No wonder Pastor Femi is carrying a different kind of anointing. When you go through problems... People can walk out of your life. Just make sure you don't walk out of your own life. Because agriculture must come back. Agriculture must come back. Let me tell you. Never exchange your problems for anything. Let problems come. Let your wife divorce you by her own accord. I'm not judging. But don't give up your calling in life. Don't give up your calling. Because if you don't. It will become a strength. You will talk the way nobody can talk except they been where you have been. I will never be who I am today except that people showed me paper. Yes! I celebrate the men and women who have passed through my life that showed me paper. I thank God for all of your lives. You made me who I am. Yes! I have invested in pastors who denied investment do you know how they believe they pretend as if they downloaded the revelation i brought from california to nigeria from dr from smith wigglesworth to lester somera to robert slidon to myself i bring it you're pretending as if you got it in lake as well it's a lie i know where it came from i paid a price there was a time i was the only black student in an entire school God chose me to bring forth a revelation back to Nigeria. I come, I pour it into you. You are pretending as if you know the Bible so well. You are dishonest and a slander. I acknowledge the men who changed my life. You have to acknowledge the people that invested in you. Listen to me. I'm almost done. My two brothers went through a system, an Anderson, Anderson Consulting System. The Kramer came to Nigeria in 1978 at the age of 44, an American citizen, came to Nigeria, rented a place in Victoria Island, lived upstairs, converted downstairs to an office. I was there, I went there. 88 when my brother joined, I went to that office. What the wife cooked for him as lunch was office lunch. He poured himself into a generation of Nigerians. Out of them, five of them had become cabinet ministers. My brother was the last. Minister of Industry, Trade and Investment, the first four years of President Mohamed Buhari. Listen, one man, five ministers, he left Nigeria after 41 years at the age of 85, invested his life, went through a lot. I learned from that. I met him many times. I worked with him, did some projects with him. I asked him questions. Had one driver for nearly 40 years. One secretary, for nearly 40 years, I spoke to them. And I said, Ezekiel, how can you work for one man for 40 years? He said, because he's nice to me. I asked the driver. The driver said, it's not the pay. He said, he never lent me money. When I borrowed money, I paid back every day. But why? He said, he was good to me. When my brother, whom he employed at 24 in 1988, became his partner at 37, and was employing a driver, he said to him, be good to him, he will be with you for a long time. Nigerians are very rude to their domestic staff. They think being rude is a proof you're a big man. Are, it's a lie. It's not a proof. It's a proof that you are not cultured at all. Most women, listen to me, most women, when they're giving you job description of the domestic staff they want to employ, you should know, that should be a first-class brain in Canada. The person they're describing doesn't exist. They want to employ somebody that will be carrying their young children. When they're describing the person, you know the person does not exist. Because they don't have the energy to raise people like that. They are looking for finished product. When my wife went abroad in 2012, I had a staff. Both of my sisters wanted her. People wanted her. But she was an ordinary person. What made her great was my wife and I. We treated her like a family member. She was honest. She would travel and return change. But we treated her well. She had the key to the house. She gave me food. She gave my wife food. She looked after our children. We gave her authority in the house. We honored her. We didn't treat her like trash. We treated her like a human being. And because she's a human being, and she became a part of our family. You make the choice. The choice makes you. Are you married? Are you thinking the problem is with your husband? No, the problem is you. If you change, without your husband changing, everything will change. Just change. Change the way you see life. Stop seeing your spouse as an enemy. Don't let the pressures of life get you. If you faint in the day of trouble, you lack strength. Leave the trouble alone. Don't become a philosopher. Go and develop strength. How do you develop strength? Take yourself on a journey of self-discovery. Make up your mind. You are going to discover God in the name of Jesus Christ. How do you discover God? Go on, retreats. Carry books, buy books, maybe once a month for a few days. How? You don't need to be a pastor to discover God. When you enter your room, don't be telling God what you need. Tell God, make me to be like Jesus. Let me know how to talk when I'm angry. Let me not break forth on my anger. Every day, I must close my account with God. My friend, in all the 50-some years I've lived on earth, I have never gone to bed thinking evil of anybody, whether Christian or not Christian, because evil does more damage in the container is contained than the container is contained against. I know that. When you're angry with people, you suffer more. You're the one that gets the arthritis. They get nothing. When you refuse to forgive people, you die because of it. They don't die. It doesn't matter. It's not about who is right or wrong. It's about your life, your health. You have to forgive, not because you want to, because you need to forgive people. Don't take things people do to you to heart. Don't go to bed, lie on your bed. I mean, saying, look at the way he spoke to me. Who are you? Why should they speak to you like that? Who do you think you are? The Bible said he made himself of no reputation. Years ago, when I made my first missionary trip, don't forget my 10 minutes, my first missionary trip to South Africa, 1997, I kept saying to God, I want to go on missions. I want to go to South Africa. He didn't talk to me. One day, one day, I prayed it in the morning. He said, then go. I didn't understand it. I said, go. He said, go. I heard it and understood. You go when you decide. So I wrote down when I will travel, how long I will stay, and everything started working. I went for my visa interview. I, went, I got my, my South African visa. Then I went for British visa to fly British Airways. And I looked at the building. Ah, this building. That's my elder brother's in New York office. I, I went upstairs. I saw his boss, his partner. He said, John, how are you? And he made a mistake. Say, what can I do for you? I said, You have asked the wrong question and the wrong person. I said, a lot." I said, I'm going to South Africa. I've done everything. When I land, no money in my pocket. I'm going on missions. Let me have some money. He gave me money. I don't know how much. I can't even remember now. So I landed in South Africa. My brother's wife picked me up. I stayed in their house. God said something to me. He said, oh, can you see where you are? I said, yes. Can you see that the, the car I picked you didn't buy it? I said, yes. The room you are staying, you didn't pay for it. I said, yes. The food you are eating is what you are eating. He said, yes. He said, don't struggle in your life to own things. Just use them. You should own some things, but don't be struggling. Who has the title to the car? Let the car just be carrying you. It's the same thing. Don't go to a house. I must own the mansion. Look, it doesn't matter who bought it. Just be sleeping inside. That's what God told me. That doesn't mean I'm mentally lazy. I, t- I took notes. Then I left their city, went to another city. One morning, 6 a.m., I'm praying. God said to me, your brother's boss gave you money. I said, yes. He said, why don't you, why didn't you tell your brother when you met him? I said, no, tell him. He will think yeah. I went there to beg. Did I go to beg, God? You were there. I saw him by accident. You saw me. He said, so, when did you have a reputation that you're afraid of being called a beggar? Did him whom, whom, whom you're serving, did the Bible not say that he made himself of no reputation? Why do you want to have a reputation? If you are seen as a beggar, does it matter to you? Why should it matter to you? I said it's true. I called him. I said, "Bro, this is what happened." He said, "Thank you for telling me that my boss arrived last night. I have breakfast with him. I will thank him for helping you." See, the, see the way God works. He didn't want me to be dysfunctional. He did something. The man is. The man will Let me see whether this man will tell his brother and other stuff. I don't know all that stuff. God said, you should have no reputation. Where do I land? Listen to this. If I faint in the day of trouble, adversity, my strength is small. But here is the good news for all of us. You can grow in strength. You can grow in strength. Everybody can grow in strength. How? Seek the kingdom. Make it the priority of your life. This Bible, whatever function, whether it's electronic, physical Bible like I have, Notebook, whether it's computer, whether it's ordinary notebook, meet with God every day. A day will come that the heavens over you will be opened permanently. When I became a Christian, I used to pray for at least one hour before I experienced open heaven. I can tell you, after I prayed for one minute, I think it's one hour, I opened my eyes, one minute has passed. It was a struggle of a lifetime. But I kept on it. One day, I prayed, and I can feel something. I found out I've broken into the heavens. But today, after 30-something years, from the time I open my eyes till I go to bed, the heavens are open. I don't struggle. The heavens over me are open. Why? Because it can happen. It's not a fluke. It lasted a year, throughout last year. My mother got to the village this last December and called me. She said, that when I got home, I don't know what happened to me, every problem. I feel so light. I said, mommy, what you're experiencing is what I've experienced the entire year. I've been under a closed heaven. All it takes is to seek God. You never know the day you break forth and break into it. You can't tell. Because you can continue to grow in strength. Not that you will stop having problems, but you will start to celebrate your battles. Because what will make you truly great are the problems you solved, not the ones you ran away from. Remember this as I close. What made David great is Goliath. Are you aware? Goliath made David great. Before Goliath, David was ordinary, but when he killed Goliath, what will make you great are the problems you solve in life, and all of us are capable. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Things will come at you. You can't explain it, but don't give up. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small, but if you take time to build strength, you build strength by taking time to know God, reading your Bible, praying, not running away from your battles, being humble. When you make mistakes, you say, I'm sorry. Things come at you. Don't give it up. Stay with it. Don't give up. Stay with it. When you push, every time you push through, you're at a new level. God will allow you to go through many things. He will create battles around you, but those things will strengthen your muscle. Remember what I said? That they became valiant in battle. You know what is valiant? Strong in battle. And that out of weakness, they entered the battle weak, and they came out stronger. That's your lot in life. Rise up on your feet with me. They became valiant in battle. Out of weakness, they were made strong. I used to run from my problems. They are talking about Southeast, all the things going on. Don't read the news too much. You will be paralyzed. Just know, find real knowledge. I can't say more than that. I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Why? Problems make you. They don't destroy you. People celebrate people they think are successful. What is success? Price. You didn't give up. People run. You stay. You stay. You stay. People are thinking they are staying because they know. They don't know. It's by staying. I don't want to say too much. But even in this country, watch how businesses have been built. People have paid a price. They didn't give up. Don't give up. Embrace your battles. Lift up your hands to heaven. Receive strength from God in the name of Jesus. Receive strength from God in the name of Jesus. Receive fresh grace. 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 Fresh grace. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive grace, grace from heaven. Grace, grace, receive grace from heaven. In the name of Jesus Christ, if you can believe, all things are possible to the man and woman that believes. Nothing shall be impossible unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, don't give up. Run towards it obey God, start that business, launch that work, run towards it in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you Father because we know you have heard in Jesus mighty name we pray